1: Hi, Mas. Welcome to the High Pushing Podcast. I'm your host, Steve
0: Crofty. I'm Paul Sparkhart. Buddy, we're fucking with the format today. Holy moly, we're fucking with the format. What are we gonna do? Um, so you know, there's there's we've been cooking an idea to you know sort of do something like this, um, on the show. Maybe even as like a potential Patreon show if we ever get around to doing one of those. Um, But Your boys Stephen Halls Have got Street Fighter Fever In a real bad way Let me tell you this <laughs> It's way worse than Pac-Man Fever Fucking like, <laughs> Pac-Man ain't got nothing on Street Fighter Fever uh, Buddy I don't know That I've put I, I'm probably reaching Fortnite levels of time Put into Street Fighter 5 at this point
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we get into something, we get into something for a while, you know.
0: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, the excitement for Six coming out later this year definitely helps, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, it's something that it's fun to do. It's fun to stream. Jeff's way into it. Our absentee dad, Randy, showed up for a couple of weeks, and then he went to get a pack of cigarettes and hasn't been back. Um And, you know, uh, a large part of our gaming friendship is kind of built around Street Fighter. It's the first video game we ever played together. That's right. right? Mm -hmm. Street Fighter III, Third Strike. So, um, this week, we're not going to be talking about a game per se. What we're going to be talking about is the 1994 masterpiece, Street Fighter II, (laughs) the animated movie.
1: I can't wait to talk about this movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, Street Fighter, or, or or not Street Fighter, but video game movies in general have never had the best reputation, deservedly, right? Like, a lot of them are very bad. And, and a lot of uh, the attempts haven't really nailed it. And for a while, this was um, a video game adaptation that I sort of held... In higher esteem, is like, well, they got it. they got it pretty right. Street Fighter Two, the animated movie, you know.
1: I totally agree. I mean, I saw this when I was in college, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it was pretty ballin', if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah. Now, having rewatched, I have some thoughts. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. Same. It's same. A, it's it's a different world than in 1995, 94, mm-hmm. whenever this came out over here.
1: It's 94, I believe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. But, um, regardless, you know, there's a lot to like here. There's some really funny shit, some questionable choices. So, I think we'll have fun. I mean, we haven't done this yet. We haven't sat down and talked about a movie. It's been all game focused, so mm-hmm. I think this will be fun to dive into um and get each other's thoughts on. Now, before we do that, I do want to specify. That your, your boys, Halls, and Steve took two very different approaches to watching this movie. I watched the English dub, and Steve watched the Japanese. That's right. Um, and there's some silliness to be had uh, between the two versions. Um, before we do that, though, buddy, can we take just a fucking second or two to talk about Like a dragon ishin? Is that oh, cool with you? of course. I thought we would. Oh, my yeah. God. So... <clears throat> like a dragon ishin, which by the time this episode comes out will be in, like, wide release. They have a, um, you know, a deluxe version you could get to get early access. Steve and I both took advantage of that and started playing it this past weekend. And, man, do I love this fucking series. I And, listen, they're going to try. They are going to try their best to get me to refer to it as Like a Dragon instead of Yakuza. But it ain't happening. I will always refer to it as Yakuza. Um, and, you know, this was one, uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, the second or third episode of the podcast where we talked about Yakuza 0, I mentioned, you know, there's a unreleased in the U.S. Yakuza game that's like set during the, like, you know, sort of the feudal era of Japan or Edo mm-hmm. area more Uh, specifically it was a game like i would talk to our robbie our buddy Robbo, about and he's like yeah it's crazy they never brought this over and you know he sort of let me know that um you know the uh oh shit what are those it's another long long run series of games that like river city ransom is part of um you know that yakuza clearly takes a lot of uh um inspiration inspiration from thank you buddy mm-hmm. um that series also had one uh i think they're called the Kunio kun games is what they're sort of known as uh, as a whole of
1: course yeah the, the kunio kun
0: um ah <laughs> uh, yes um they even have a game set during that time period and stuff so like you know it was just weird like it sounds like a such a cool concept and then we just can't play it over here and like You know, I would occasionally watch, like, clips of it on YouTube and stuff and be like, damn, I wish I could play that. Um, And then, obviously, uh, last year when they announced, like, the next three Yakuza games coming out, this was one of them. And uh, it's finally here. And, buddy, it's pure fucking Yakuza. It is so good. It is so good so far, man. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's... It's so funny. They took, um, you know, a lot of the characters that if you've played through uh, the, the regular series of Yakuza games, mm-hmm. you'll recognize a lot of these characters. Um, they just give them different names. They don't have the same names, So you're just recognizing them by face and mm-hmm. maybe different roles and stuff. But the story really feels like a pure Yakuza story. You know,
0: it, it, it almost feels like they took the story of the first game, transported it into a different era and mixed up some of the roles a little bit. And mm-hmm. I'm fucking fine with that. The, sure. The yeah. four fighting styles are great. Probably the best of the four, the fighting styles available in any of the games I've played so far. Now, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm 80 hours into this, we'll see if that changes, right? Right. <clears throat> Not that I think this one is necessarily that long.
1: Um, no, I don't think
0: so. I think this is more in, like, the 30-ish hour range. But I'm loving it. I can't wait till we can do a full episode about it because... I can't wait. I can't wait yeah. to play some more. I'm
1: loving it. I just finished the second chapter today uh, and stopped there. So, um, you know, I'm not sure how many chapters there are. I'm going to guess somewhere around 10. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, the story so far is very um, intriguing. And they haven't really let you loose in the open world just yet. Right. They're just given you some tastes of stuff, but it seems to be pretty vintage Yakuza so far. So, yeah. Pretty
0: stoked. And what was fun about playing it on Friday, playing it Friday on stream was, you know, this is a series that a lot of our listeners have heard us just talk and talk mm-hmm. and talk about. Um, and I, a lot of what I saw in the chat when I was streaming was, um, Oh, so this is what this is. Oh, this is Yakuza. I, now I, I can put a, like a, a game to all the chatter you guys have had. Um, so how long the beat has it as uh um, main story, 23 hours, main and side 48 completionist 110.
1: Right. Yeah. I doubt I'll go to the completionist route. It, it just don't have the time for it these days, but uh, yeah, I'll probably fall somewhere in between that
0: 30 <laughs> to yeah. 40 hour range. I bet. Yeah. And um, I just, I, I can't believe it's finally here. I hope it's super successful. And they're like, well, here we can add another pillar to the yakuza franchise right Mm -hmm. since it seems like the mainline series is gonna um continue down the Mm turn-based system that seven introduced which i'm totally fine with but you know if they wanted to cycle between judgment and ishin games for the more action oriented go ahead
1: for sure um i am ready for them to kind of move on from this engine um and I think they are going to do that moving forward. I think this might be one of the last ones in the the Ryugaga to Gotoku engine. Dragon engine,
0: they call it. Yeah, the the engine that they came up for with for six, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I bet you that. I bet you... They're eight. moving to the Unreal Engine. Yeah, I bet you eight at least will be moved on, you know. And it's not like, uh, you know, you can kind of see why they would do that considering this is a remake of an established game. Mm-hmm. um but if if it did take off and they wanted to make more in this series i'm sure they would move over to whatever new engine it is unreal um but man you know what i want i want like a dragon ish in the animated movie <laughs> look it up yes <clears throat> i'd watch that for sure and and like at first you could tell like people in chat were like okay this looks kind of cool and i was like just hold on guys it's gonna get weird any minute i'm sure and, and then i spent like 45 minutes fishing Yeah, you're yanking fish out of, the, out of the river like yep.
1: <laughs>
0: and then found the karaoke bar
1: oh it's on yep yeah and um i found a mini game uh right towards the beginning or the middle of chapter two that that took up probably about two hours of my time
0: oh i can't and wait
1: i haven't beaten it yet but uh I can't wait for you to get to that part so we can talk about it.
0: Oh, I can't wait. So, yeah. So far, Like a Dragonition gets a big uh, high potion, two thumbs up. We'll be doing a full episode once Steve and I finish it all up. Yeah. Might take a little bit.
1: A um, little bit. I'm still juggling Ghosts of Tsushima. I refuse to put it down. You shouldn't this put it point, down. So. You
0: shouldn't put it down. Yeah. You should, we should keep going. <laughs> um, so, listen. Street Fighter Two: The Animated Movie. That's what we're really talking about this year, or this this episode. You mind if I do a little fucking edumacation here, right? Please do. Please do something. So, this was a movie directed by gisabura Suji and was produced by Group TAC. Group TAC was a fairly prolific animation studio. Um, that eventually, unfortunately, um, closed down due to bankruptcy. Um, Looking through their sort of filmography, there wasn't a ton that popped out to me as like, oh, they did this, right, or that. But I'm sure people with more, like, anime knowledge and stuff would probably recognize some of it. Um, It was released August 6th in 1994 in Japan, and it actually got a theatrical release in the United Kingdom, France, and Spain um, before being uh, adapted and dubbed in English and re- uh, released over here in two different versions, PG-13 and unrated.
1: Mm-hmm. <coughs> and we'll, we'll be talking about the unrated version.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I've got a
1: funny story about that. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, still a little anime. Sec- anime at this point, too, was still kind of really a novelty thing he's mm-hmm. way more niche in this in this era you know um you had to you had to look in special aisles at blockbuster yep. to find like the three or four movies That's they what had about to say, they have deal, like you know? four
0: tapes five tapes right mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. um you had a friend who had more money than you who had way more tapes or something you'd yep. always want to go to his house but
0: um and crazily enough this movie made about $29 million in Japan at the box office and was one of the top five grossing movies in Japan that year.
1: Yeah. Man, Japan rules, right? Yeah, man. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and, niche everywhere but there, obviously, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the uh, the fact that this turned out to be like one of the top five animated movies is crazy to me. Um, and this movie was so successful that, that it apparently begat several uh, copycat movies in the preceding years. There's a Fatal Fury, the motion picture, (laughs) Tekken, the motion motion picture, Battle Arena, Toshinden. Yikes. Night Warriors, Darkstalkers, Revenge, and Samurai Showdown, the motion picture. Um, I've not seen a single one of those, but I want to see some of them. I would love to see Fatal Fury, Night Warriors, and Samurai Showdown. We'll do Maybe all those tech. for
1: the Patreon. Yeah, that'll be the good could,
0: Patreon content. Fucking, we might have to find a bootleg off of Alibaba. I don't even know where you find those movies. We'll dig it. We'll Alibaba. <laughs> um, and uh, so this movie, um, kind of takes. You know the the characterizations of the characters from Street Fighter Two set up in you know, the end screens and shit, like if you beat the arcade mode, and tries to spin a pretty loose story around it all. Um, Listen, if you like anybody but Guile, Guile, if you're nasty, Ken, Ryu, and Chun-Li, be ready for disappointment, because that's the main characters, well, and Bison. I'm gonna tell you Sagat? Oh, Okay, let's let's, let's just I'm get so started. I'm so confused. Yeah, let's, let's just get kick okay, it off. Okay, yeah, Steve. and and
1: first of all, we talked about I watched the Japanese version, yes. you watched the uh, the localized American version. I'll well, just to get this out of the way in the, the early days of Street Fighter, the boss names were all mixed up. Like right. all mixed
0: up. And you know why? Because yeah. -hmm. Balrog. Yeah, the Balrog in Japan's name was M. Bison because he was a parody of Mike Tyson. Right. When they brought it over to the United States, they were like, oh shit, we might get sued for that. Yeah,
1: we can't do that because he was like a disgraced boxer in the game, you Mm -hmm. know, which Mm -hmm. kind of sensitive thing. So they changed the names. But in the original games, he's M. Bison, who we know as Vega is Balrog. Yep. And M. Bison is Vega. Right. And Sagat is Sagat. So that's really weird, but, like, you know, something I was used to. But going forward, I'm just going to refer to them as what we're used to knowing Okay, them as. thank well, you. I was
0: going to ask yeah. you. I was going to say, with peace and love, can we just go right. with the Americanized yeah. names yeah, that absolutely. we grew up with? <laughs> okay. So, you know, the, the movie kicks off, right, in a pretty badass way that kind of— essentially tells you the only plot point from the original street fighter that you need to know which is that ryu fights sagat he hits him with the fucking dragon punch gives him a nasty pepperoni cheese pizza scar on his chest you know and now sagat's big angry with him right he's mad Mm -hmm. yeah and and like a lot of things in this movie
1: like the opening was cool but it kind of went on too long. This movie is like an hour and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. They could have trimmed a lot from this movie. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, certain things just went on like 30 seconds too long. This was one of those scenes.
0: Yeah. But no, and, not a big deal. When I was younger, I loved it. <coughs> yeah. ADD. Um, And then, um, you know, it's it's really cool. In fact, you know. I kind of feel like there's that one sort of secret stage in Street Fighter Five, right? You know, like when you pick the stages and you can tab over and mm-hmm. do the different one. I'm pretty sure that one stage in Street Fighter Five is based off of this opening. The one that's oh, in the so, storm too. with the blowing um, grass and stuff. I, I didn't put that together until I was watching this. And I was like, oh, shit, I think that might be sort of the inspiration behind that stage. Which, Which is cool, sweet. Yeah.
1: The fight scene was badass. I, I thought Ryu, like when he decided to throw the fireball, mm-hmm. it felt like he wound that up for like an hour and a half.
0: Buddy, anytime <laughs> there's a Hadouken coming in this movie, it takes about a bathroom break worth of time. You know? Oh man. It's like one of the
1: bosses in Elden Ring, like delaying its attack mm-hmm. for like two hours. while You're rolling, panic rolling.
0: Uh-huh. Where's it coming? When's it coming? Let's going to do it? <clears throat> and then, um, it cuts there. And so that, I don't know about you, Steve, but that would lead me to believe, hey, at some point in this movie, we're going to get a Sagat and Ryu rematch. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yeah, happen. you would think so. It's doesn't doesn't happen. happen. Sagat doesn't do shit in this movie, Steve.
1: Also, we find out that Ryu has a combat rating of, like, 3,600, whatever that
0: means. Yeah, they go real Dragon Ball with it and <laughs> had to assign a number. There's, like, creepy peeper fucking cyborgs that measure people's fighting powers. Right,
1: and I love that. that that's what they're doing. They're scouting all these fighters trying to find, like, the <laughs> ones with the highest combat rating. Mm-hmm. But all the—and the, they're, they're, like, trying to be discreet, but mm-hmm. all these robots look like Sagat, who's, uh-huh. like, the creepiest-looking dude in the and world. Like, like, eight feet <laughs> tall you couldn't have like a more normal looking dude
0: (laughs) yeah and so you know this and i'll tell you so like what made me sit down and watch this i actually watched this maybe about a month ago maybe a little less than that our buddy mike papa sent me a clip from this movie and i was like fuck i haven't seen that in forever and like i watched it one night when i was falling asleep didn't finish it. I finished it uh, over the last couple of days for this, um, and I had just forgotten how silly the inclusion of some of the other characters is oh in this God. movie. You know what I mean? Like we'll get to it. we'll get yeah. to it, but like so it starts with Cammy, right? Like well, she's and you know I'm hyped because that's my lady, right? I'll let you take this scene. Yeah. So like, and it's really awesome, right? Like and and they. I, and, and to be completely honest, I'm by far not a Street Fighter historian, so I don't know <clears throat> yeah, me neither. if this is where sort of Cammy's brainwashed villainous background was sort of established, right? Because, you know, by the time of Street Fighter 2 and forward, she's a good guy, but she does have this like background where she was a MI6 agent that was brainwashed by Bison to be an assassin so on and so forth that's what you get of cammy in this like there's this guy coming out that looks kind of like uh doo-doo ass benjamin franklin <laughs> right he's like some justice minister some and he's minister like, of defense or yeah, something. yeah he's coming out of a meeting and there's like people taking pictures and cammy is decked out in the most loud ass trying to blend in with a crowd red robe right oh yeah and then she puts the fucking – a move I've never seen Cammy do, but damn, I wish she did it. She puts this move on the dude and, like, jumps up, grabs – like, he, she's she's straight up, upside down, grabs his head, twists his neck, and then bends his ass backwards and breaks his back in one fell swoop. Yeah, it's gnarly. If you're a Cammie <laughs> fan, cut it off there because that's it. <laughs> That's it. Well, she she
1: beats up a few security guards, too, yeah. before they, they manage yeah. to take her down. Um, but, yeah, that was a pretty cool scene, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's it. The the uh, The only thing you get is, like, a shot of her being debriefed by Chun-Li. And
0: Chun-Li's it, like, come on, Cammie. And she's like, I no. don't know why I did it. Yeah, I've had amnesia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's it. And I was yeah. like, wait a second. Yes. That, like, when I saw that, I was like, hold up. Because I'm pretty sure I remember people being involved in this a little more. I was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, that sort of kicks off the A-plot of the movie, right, where Chun-Li, who is an Interpol agent, who just, like, I guess Interpol is just cool with her dressing like a Street Fighter character. (laughs) I don't blame them. I wouldn't put – like, I'd be like, yeah, go for it. Um, She is – trying to um bring down this shadowy crime syndicate called Shadow Law. Now, hold 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 me closer tiny dancer, Steve. This motherfucker is supposed to be called Shadow Lou, right? Shadow or am Lou. I wrong?
1: It's Shadow Lou. L O O. Yeah. Where did
0: know. the law come from? I don't know. What what will change? Like every time they said it, I was like, Is this just in the in the English dub? So was it subtitled as Shadow Law?
1: Yeah, it said okay. the same thing. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why that was weird, but yeah. <coughs> and of um, course, you know, so she comes, Chun Li comes up trying to approach Guile for some cooperation, uh-huh. you know, between. And
0: he's in an F 16 fighter. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They do a little cursing in this um he didn't oh i know but they they, they, there's some shits and stuff yeah yeah um and she's like listen here brush head and i was like oh (laughs) got him she said brush head to guile damn um i gotta say like what they did do a good job of i thought was sort of incorporating some of the character stages from the game in a way that wasn't all the way always on the nose like if you saw that scene where chun lee goes to meet guile at the airfield it's not like they pan, panned over and it was like an exact recreation but you could kind of see that it's that stage from different angles and stuff mm-hmm. i did appreciate that sure yeah the, the show had lots of little nods like that and mm-hmm. i thought it was cool um and then you know um you know, she's she's trying to convince Guile. Guile is, an inv- is invested in taking down M. Bison because Guile killed his best friend, right? Which in later Street Fighter canon would be established as Charlie, right?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, uh, he, you know, he just resists the cooperation. We're also then treated to our first shot of the bad guys who come flying into... A mother base kind of deal on their badass plane mm-hmm. their big black plane mm-hmm. vtol thing and they come off this plane and it's it's all four of them you know bison balrog sagat and vega and you know didn't you have didn't you enjoy the way that balrog looked coming off of the plane
0: <laughs> enjoyed is not the way <laughs> buddy it listen like it was borderline like racist caricature of balrog right like kind of <laughs> al jolson-y like i when i saw it um i don't know because like when i watched it the first time i was playing on my steam deck while it was you know playing next to me in bed you know i sat actually watched fully intently this time mm-hmm. and when i saw it i i went Ooh. <laughs> i said it's said oh
1: kind of problematic yeah <laughs> they get they get off this plane and they the, they then proceed to walk through about eight thousand six hundred doors and elevators over and this over again forever
0: and like the the uh, and it was just animation of m bison's feet moving and then going up and showing his face and his big ass strong jaw and his fucking creepy evil guy eyes
1: you know yep there was no dialogue they're yep. just walking just looking and then, cool like, they get to a spot and there's a damn throne And Bison sits in the throne and the other dudes just turn around and hit their wind pose like it's a freaking – it's the end of the game. I thought that was so funny, man. Yeah. Like they just turn around and hit their pose. Nobody else in
0: the room with them. You know what I mean? (laughs) Nope. And then that's when they um, introduce the weird, creepy scientist that works for uh, M. Bison that makes the cyborgs, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, he's talking about like, oh, I've got this new kind of cyborg – it can scan people better. I don't know, man. This whole cyborg thing, too much. Get the kind of weird. Up.
1: And they talk about how, like, Bison's been trying to find Ryu because because mm-hmm. they're like nobody can have a fucking thirty six hundred man. No, most people we know have around
0: like two <clears> thousand. And then this is when we get sort of like reintroduced to Ryu, mm-hmm. who's traveling the world, fighting folks. Right, the Ryu he, thing.
1: When we are introduced to him in the Japanese version, the song that plays is hilarious. I don't know what plays in the American version. He's just like on a cliffside, like practicing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But in the, in, in the
0: Japanese version, it's like a Celine Dion song. Oh really? Like, yeah. I not... can't even remember because I have some things to say about the soundtrack coming up. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um... It's not like it, there's no lyrics. It was just music, but mm-hmm. it's like, it was very, a weird choice of music. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Play it now with Game Pass. Um, so let's see. Okay. Um, and then there's this whole, and I, I, I'll be honest with you, buddy. I kind of wonder if one of my favorite martial arts movies, like live action martial arts movies, took a tiny bit of inspiration from a scene in this movie because the next thing we see is like an underground fighting ring, Faye Long is, like, checking it out, right? Mm-hmm. And Ryu takes a dude out with one kick, right? Head, it's a headbutt. A headbutt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he headbutts him, his nose right in. Yeah, and, like, it's one hit, and everybody freaks out. It's eerily similar to the first underground fighting ring scene in Ong Bak. Tony, Tony ja. Ja movie, yep. right? yep. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, Ong Bak. I was that fucking, um, what's his name, the dude that dates the ladies way too young for him? Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. How's that Oh, <laughs> I was like, ooh. Ongbok. Um, Man, Ongbok. What a great movie. I need to go watch that again. That's a good ass movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so now what happens is like Fei Long's like, well, we and, can't and let this stand. Before that, though, like there's a scene where mm-hmm.
1: they're they're like they're people filming a movie. Uh huh. And they're like, oh where the fuck Where's is Fe Long Fei Long yep. Where's his ass? And then they show his trailer and like and then they just show him down in some underground fighting ring. Mm-hmm. We don't know where it is. And then, so he just steps out of the crowd to take on Ryu. He's like, ooh, this is interesting. Let's mm-hmm. let's fight, you know, like martial artists just do, I guess.
0: Now, it must be said that in the U.S., the, the English dub of this movie, Faye Long is voiced <laughs> by an actor named Phil Williams. Who is Phil Williams, you may ask? brian walter white cranston
1: that's interesting why would he go by phil williams i don't know look maybe because he was he was had to go like
0: wow and
1: stuff like that
0: i don't know but yeah he and like when you like i didn't know it the first time i watched it a little while ago and then after i found that out and watched it i was like i'll be damned that is walter white that's him um you know once again really sort of leaning into the Fei Long as a caricature of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Right. Mm-hmm. They really lean into that. <clears throat> um Yeah, and
1: it's the same way in the Japanese version, you know, I mean mm-hmm. he t- you get basically the character from the video game. Yeah. And but Ryu, Ryu kicks his ass. Of like, course to be does. honest. Like like Fei Long presents no threat. Ryu basically whips his ass. Fei Long is like, oh yeah? Well check out this move. And he does his little flamey flamey kick yep. thing. Which knocks Ryu down not even long enough for him to land. He gets up and like <laughs> hits him with the the Tatsu Tatsumaki Senpu right away as soon as he lands, and that's curtains, man. Yep.
0: And then they're buddies. Yeah. St- like which I love. Like they're just hanging out afterwards and Ryu's that like scene felt like a date, by it the way. They sure did. I thought they were gonna kiss and I was here <laughs> for it. I had my pants halfway down. That's how a martial artist. Oh, they beat the shit out of each other first, and, and then they <laughs> go get some onigiri. See what happens. Um, I'll tell you this: it was at this point that I go, "Oh, shit! All the other characters are just glorified cameos, aren't they? Pretty freaking much." Yep, because that... then we we go from there to Ken, right? We, oh. Which
1: which he's he's in Seattle. He's driving to his job at Bungie, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, so. I must interject here Steve. Do it. To bring in some um information about the dub um and the American version cuz it has a different <laughs> soundtrack in That's the right. American version cuz he's like driving around in his cool sports car with his pretty uh girlfriend Eliza and they are listening to Them Bones by Allison Chains.
1: Nice. Nice. See Ken is listening to some good shit isn't that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. like that's approved by me
0: yeah that's a good song um
1: but then like he meets her uh for lunch or something and he's like yeah i had to fight some dude it took a little longer than i thought you know sorry but but then like later on he's just okay so this is weird right he just he he's in a random warehouse in the middle of the night fighting t-hawk okay and, and and T-Hawk's like, yeah, let's do this. And Ken's like, I don't street fight anymore. I'm like, you don't street fight anymore? You just Why got... are you in a warehouse in the middle of
0: the night? <laughs> what are you doing here?
1: What che- the fuck
0: are you talking about? Are you checking fucking inventory for yes. your fucking drop ship program? Is he, cus- is he a customs agent? What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> and he worry. literally just got done telling Eliza, I got in a little fight before I, I got here for our date. so confusing and maybe he was just like yo this character is racist yeah, i yeah. do not want to be seen engaging in anything with this guy
1: <laughs> yeah man capcom has had some misses in the in some of the character departments in terms of cultural sensitivity <laughs> for yeah, sure and well this and you the, know listen 90s.
0: that's what i was gonna say right like yeah does it ex- does it excuse it not necessarily but this was also an era of not just video games a lot of entertainment where like um what's the word i'm looking for stereotypes yeah caricatures like and caricatures stereotypes and ty- mm-hmm. stereotypes and fighting games are probably one of the worst offenders considering just about every franchise has had a native american fighter <laughs> i know point.
1: yeah man true <laughs> and they all have the same gimmick you yeah. know yeah. And, and and it's not get it's some parts have gotten better, and some parts still haven't, you know, yep. in terms yep. of, like, the objectifications of women and mm-hmm. stuff. It's a whole other conversation. Yep. We're aware of it. Just, you know, sometimes we're just
0: talking about what, what was back then. Oh, yep. And uh, so they're fighting, right? Ken and T-Hawk are fighting. And one of the creepy peeper cyborgs is just laying in the cut, scanning them. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. and of course Ken whips his ass. You of know, course. Ken hits him with the show Ryuken and everything. And- mm-hmm. Then they the they're like, oh my god, Bison and them are like, look at this. This dude looks just like Ryu when he fights. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. let's go, let's go do something with this guy. Yeah, you know?
0: they're like, well, if we can't find Ryu, let's get his handsome friend instead. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and then okay, well, we got to work in a cameo. So what do we get to see? We get to see Chun Li and Guile hanging out with DJ, which, by the way, in the English dub very racist oh no (laughs) real bad um he he's basically doing dave Chappelle's um jamaican bit from the end of high of uh um, half baked half baked (laughs) right near the beach yeah what um he's talking about his music that he's listening to and stuff dj doesn't do much
1: <laughs> nope nope yeah seahawk didn't do much but take an uppercut from ken mm-hmm. dj throws a couple of dudes out of his club and then guile shows up and he's like yo man what, what you know the fuck do you want mm-hmm. like no you don't get it i'm in the air force and he's like oh you're in the air force yep because that solves
0: everything right yep. oh like... hey i'm in the air force cool <laughs> oh, we're good okay. we're i'll good. do whatever you want yeah um <laughs> And so there's also two other fights that are cut into this. Little cameo fights where we see um, E-Honda. Oh, yeah, yeah, where Ryu. Fight uh, Dalsam, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because
1: Ryu's just palling around India.
0: Yeah, Ryu literally, he is hoofing it everywhere, man. He's going from wherever the fuck Faye Long was filming his movie to India to see mm-hmm. E. Honda and Dalsam fight. And after that, they're like, hey, we're cool. We're friends now. E. Honda oh, yeah. and Ryu are friends. Then there's a scene with Blanca fighting.
1: Hold on. We gotta talk about the E. Honda and okay. Dalsam fight. You know? yeah. like, so they're fighting and it's cool. Like We get a bear hug. Mm-hmm. Dalsam at- actually looks like he's getting the better of him, mm-hmm. of E. Honda, but then he senses Ryu and it totally throws his game off and E. Honda just presses the advantage and starts kicking the shit out of him awesome just gives up Mm and in in the japanese version he goes mate (laughs) (laughs) of course i popped forks make me think of blood sport but yeah he basically just gives up he's like i'm more interested in this other guy who's around i'm like you know i don't know if that would really a good idea in like a fight you know what i mean like you might want to concentrate on the guy who is the gigantic 300 pound sumo who's trying to crush you
0: you know what i mean (laughs) and I got to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the characterization of E. Honda in this because they kind of make him dopey. Did you notice He's that? He's a bit
1: dopey. Yeah. Yeah. There's a trope of big
0: equals dumb. You yeah. Know. And anime, really uh, too. Not just this, lots of anime loves that trope, man. Yeah. Loves that trope. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. And then we get Blanca versus Zangief, which is like. Was that just like some under other underground fighting ring that we were watching there? They
0: just had to get them in the movie somehow, right? Right. Like, and this is my problem with this movie, right? Like, all these care like you were setting up for the perfect end of the movie, round up the homies we met for the big final battle, and that never came, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like you could see where like Ryu was like, well, hey, I know this dude, he's a movie star. Um, he makes excellent blue meth We could get him uh, There's this guy that I saw doing some weird Danny Carey mysticism shit He's all stretchy, we can get him I got my sumo homie There's a monster, a green monster from Brazil That's got lightning powers We'll call yeah, him man. up
1: There's a guy who's really, he's like kind of a dancer He's he's really good music He's uh-huh. got dreadlocks He fights like he dances, I'm pretty sure he's down mm-hmm. You know,
0: we get him to show he up He really respects the Air Force That's right. (laughs) Um, But they never do that. Like, these characters show up in these scenes, and that's it. Right. The 1994 Jean-Claude Van Damme masterpiece Street Fighter gives you more of these characters than this animated movie. Does it do it better? I mean, I'm not not comparing the two because you can't really, but you get more of the classic Street Fighter characters in that movie than you do in this. It's really weird in that regard.
1: And and, and in this movie's defense, their, you know, their basic point is like, we have an excuse. They're trying to be scouted by all these weird Sagat robots. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the excuse in in the DJ scene. Like that's what happens, right? Mm -hmm. Like they know, like Chun-Li's standing across the street and she just what looks like decapitates a random passerby. So uh, if anybody (laughs) anybody else was walking around, they probably would have just. Fainted.
0: they would have said did you see that hot lady with them honey baked hams beat up that man she decapitated his <laughs> one hat. kick
1: just took his head off yeah um, um but i can't remember why the zangief and blanca were fighting I, I guess they were getting uh scouted there too yeah. but i can't remember what ha- what else happened in
0: that scene now i will say in these fight scenes you know ryu versus fei long ken versus t hawk uh dalsam versus honda zangief and blanca they do a really good job of incorporating some of their specials into the fight choreography, but not doing it the whole time, you know? Like, so when they do pull off one of the specials that you recognize, you're like, hey, that's cool. He
1: did the thing. It is cool. Yeah, and every character kind of gets at least one move. Mm -hmm. Like Zangief and Blanca, I think, got pretty much (laughs) all their their business off, Mm -hmm. you know? spinning pile drivers and Mm -hmm. electricities and the bike grabs and stuff like that. It's pretty cool to see. Um, And then, is this where Bison
0: decides, hey, I'm getting tired of being my expensive ass cyborgs getting decapitated in public. I'm going to send Vega to assassinate Chun-Li. Now, hold up. (laughs) This is where so, you know, I saw this movie, I rented it from a blockbuster, it was the PG-13 version. Never knew what wonders were <laughs> hidden in the unrated version, which is like a full-on naked uh, Chun-Li shower, shower scene. scene. Yeah, I didn't know about it till later, much later in my internet life when I was looking this movie up and I was like, hold up, I don't remember that happening. And then I saw the Japanese version. And I was like, oh, it definitely happened. <laughs> so last night, I'm sitting there watching this movie. And, uh, and like, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, man, the dub is not great, but I'm already committed. And then I started thinking, hold up. If this is the American version, does that mean no showers? Hello? Where's the boobs? Huh? Where's the <laughs> boobs? By the way, they're in there. So Amazon Prime. Peace and love, thank you. Thank you for that. <clears throat> um so yeah, that's where you get the the Chun-Li sou- shower scene. And it's there's a shot in this movie that's so funny to me because you know, there's the sort of like titillating shower scene intercut with some fucking I don't know, Eli Roth Home Invasion first person <laughs> shots, you know what I mean? Which is supposed to be Vega creeping around her house, right? <laughs> right yeah and there's this scene that like based on the perspective the only way it could be is like if vega was like crouched down in a creepy peeper (laughs) type situation and it pans over to the side so like like the shot is of like i don't know a bedside table and then it pans to the side and you're looking in the bathroom at chun lee taking a shower you can't see her the the glass is all steamy right Mm -hmm. which to me signifies that vega like looked and he was like oh I'm gonna let her finish her shower before I try to kill her right like it's so like I don't know why that one shot made me laugh so much (laughs) then Chun-Li comes out now I have a lot to say about this listen I I mean I can make some jokes about seeing naked Chun-Li it was awesome we'll move on you know we don't need to (laughs) fucking I'm I am devastatingly down bad so like we'll just move on okay okay we'll move on i respect the game game recognized game um i think the fight that happens afterwards pretty good i think it's the best fight in the movie
1: yeah it's i I would agree with that and it's it's only the only kind of negative is that she fights in like an oversized t-shirt and her underwear so like it's kind of the whole time you're
0: getting to see that ain't that a could... negative my dude i i was literally about to say <laughs> where is that extra costume in street fighter 5 bro i want that. home invasion no, <laughs> no 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 we're not gonna call it home we're gonna call it comfy cozy okay <laughs> we don't need to bring eli roth into this huh you know vega had some weird lines too and dude in a, they he was talking about they him. really but, lean into him being like, like a psycho yeah yeah um but like i think this is probably like i i agree with you that some of the other fights go on maybe a little too long this one i never was like all right let's move it on like the choreography the animation Mm -hmm. was really good and smooth and like
1: there was a real element of danger yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say
0: vegas seems dangerous and he's fucking crazy and we get to see chun lee pull off the spinning bird kick in this in this fight which was really cool Mm -hmm. um and
1: she ends up winning like she knocks his ass through the through the wall and
0: it seems like she kills him
1: yeah it looks like she kills him he doesn't show back up
0: nope
1: so yeah but she's grievously wounded you know in the process
0: now this is my like i think that's i get it like it's that story trope of like you know the person who's most (laughs) invested in this gets taken out and then inspires everybody else to finish the job right right i think it's lame though to take chun lee out of the in this moment
1: i hated it and i, I mean, hate it i i understand but yeah i hated it i also loved how guile was just driving on like the most deserted interstate of all time to uh-huh. where he could just pull a freaking u-turn drive the wrong way down an interstate down mm-hmm. an exit ramp and <laughs> run into <that> guy <laughs> yeah, and by hey, the way you
0: asshole like They've never really established, like, there was never that establishing moment where they went from being, like, combative against each other to now we're cool, right? All of a sudden. Well,
1: there kind of was, like, where, remember, like, she he he spurns her or whatever and then she shows up uh on the base and he's driving and she's just standing in front and he has to stop oh yep and yep. she she's like come on you're not going to run me over and he like acts like he's going to do it stops right in front of her and she yells at him and then finally he's like ah get in i hate mouthy women you know kind of like Ugh. that a, yeah. a obnoxious trope yeah. <laughs> but yeah they kind of make become friends at that point
0: i'll say this though i mean despite the fact of them like sidelining her for the rest of the show the rest of the movie i like chun li's characterization characterization mm-hmm. in this quite I a did bit too. i yeah. think like they make her like she's tough she's like she doesn't take shit but she's also got like the humorous elements that they work into her character i found really endearing too probably one of the best portrayed characters in the whole because like peace and love I love Ryu he was my entry point to the series so boring bland and boring (laughs) and Ken is he's cool listen I love Ken he's my dude Steve's dude like that's where we connect Ken is just like okay so Ryu's boring Ken is audacious right you know what I Mm -hmm. mean there's not much more to either of them than that
1: well, yeah, mm-hmm. we got some shots of them training yeah, when they were like, younger.
0: Now I like all that stuff. Me the, too. The, I, the, I like yeah. Kent's
1: hair when he when he was training is some of my favorite shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the long hair with the the tied down low, and mm-hmm. I I enjoy that stuff too. It kind of has like a bit of um, Star Warsy feel to it. You know? Yeah, I loved the training the cuts. training
0: scenes and the flashbacks. Those are some of my favorite parts in it. Just because, like i like seeing them be cool like because that's the whole thing like ryu and ken are not antagonistic against each other No, they're best friends yeah they're like best friends brothers in arms like rivals but at the same but they're like friendly rivals yeah and then all right so we got to talk about so bison's like yo since we can't get ryu let's get ken and i'm not quite sure why steve they kidnapped ken and put him butt booty ass naked (laughs) In <laughs> a, a mind wiping <laughs> device, and their their idea to to capture him
1: was just like let's just take the whole ass plane, yeah, and just <laughs> mm-hmm. let's just take this whole ass plane. And fly him down while he's driving on the interstate. We'll mm-hmm. take him out. These guys drive on the most deserted stretches of highway I have ever seen in my entire
0: life. They were <laughs> like, listen, we got a six million dollar budget and we gotta work all these Street Fighter characters in. No cars, no traffic. No traffic. We ain't got the budget for traffic.
1: So bison basically just does it himself, right? Mm-hmm. Like he kind of he kind of overpowers Ken and makes him into a uses his psycho power to turn him into one of the zombies. Mm-hmm.
0: And okay, can we talk about? There's no Sagat. Sagat doesn't do anything besides be in the prologue and show up walking onto the base looking all mad and mean. Yep. They
1: don't do shit with this with Sagat.
0: It's yep. so fucking weird, man. Yeah, yeah, you're um, totally
1: right. It is bizarre. I don't, I didn't understand that either.
0: They like, set up the and like okay, so you get to all right so ken is hypnotized or brainwashed or whatever and guile's like shit i got to go find ryu and warn him and he goes to thailand where ryu and e honda are just hanging out being homies train hold on before just real quick before guile goes to do this he's in the
1: hospital talking to chun lee's unconscious form mm-hmm. you know telling her he's gonna do this
0: and he flexes
1: yeah one of my favorite parts yeah like he just flexes. Like she's totally unconscious.
0: If I had any skill with guile, that would be my profile picture on everything. Would be him flexing to an unconscious Chun Li in the hospital. That's,
1: that's him being like, "I'm gonna do it, Chun Li. I'm gonna stop Bison. I'm gonna flex." Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm.
1: That was incredible. An incredible moment. We now, had. Make sure we talk
0: about. So listen, I gotta say, like. I don't know if that was intentional, supposed to be funny. But if it is, like, props to the team that made this for, you know, knowing, like, Street Fighter's a little goofy. We can have some goofy shit. Yeah, I don't mind at
1: all. You know, I love love the goofiness. Um, So, So, yeah, he goes to Thailand trying to find him with E-Honda, right? Like, mm E-Honda's with him. And um, they... And Ken ends up finding Ryu and they're fighting, right? Mm. Like, they're just, just Ryu realizes there's something wrong with his friend.
0: Yep. And so, okay, you have, on the good guy side, Guile, Ryu, E-Honda. On the bad guy side, at, for right now, you have M. Bison, Balrog, and Ken, right? Vega's mm-hmm. dead. Okay, that's fine. You could have had Sagat in there. For real. Why would he not bring Sagat?
1: I feel like there must have been some cut footage
0: uh, that where, where
1: Bison was just like, you're fucking weak piece of shit. Yeah, had- he
0: gave you that pepperoni cheese pizza <laughs> scar on your fucking chest. Huh? You're worthless to me. Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Like, give me something. Because Sagat is, like, to me, the coolest of the them all, you know, including Bison. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, by the way, Bison just fades in and out like that's his fighting style for most of this fight they don't have him do like the psycho crusher or any of the cool bison moves it's weird
1: yeah balrog ends up fighting e honda for two seconds for like two seconds they go flying over a cliff and then that's it that's the last we see until the end of the fight where you find out that e honda has saved him
0: yeah but like Okay, so you couldn't have taken, like, ten seconds out of each of the other random fights where those characters never show up to have, like, more of a showdown between E. Honda and Balrog? <laughs> they, they they fucking wrestle a little bit and fall off of a cliff. That's yeah.
1: it. Yeah, it's like, let's get that out of the way so we can watch um, Ryu convince Ken to come to his senses and yeah, watch Yeah, and them meanwhile,
0: bite. by the way, also... bison throws guile off the same cliff lots of motherfuckers going off these cliffs
1: yeah yeah while he's throwing guile off the cliff ryu um, and ken are. that's when ryu and ken are fighting and and ken eventually kind of comes to his senses Mm -hmm. and then they both fight bison and win and then they hit him with a double Hadouken, Hadouken like which takes about six years for yep. them both to wind and it up. And then
0: somehow, okay, so there's so many shots of somebody getting hit with a power in this last fight where they just fly to the goddamn moon. <laughs> Bruh, they get hit with some kind of power, and they shoot off like a pinball. And when they hit him with the double Hadouken, Bison flies right into his fucking plane somehow, and it <laughs> blows up the plane. Right? Ooh, man i love it i love street fighter me too and then like when that happens then honda shows up and he's carrying guile and balrog and mm-hmm. everybody's all happy and shit right and they kind of mentioned that the you know the u.s military finds the entrance to bison's um base they send them, like about six or seven apaches yep
1: to go, just l- unload a bunch of missiles Sa- on it. Sagat and blow it is up.
0: hanging out with that weird, creepy guy that makes the fucking cyborgs, and he's, <laughs> he's like, just... "They're gonna be back any minute now." Yeah, he's, he's... like,
1: "These mo- these motherfuckers don't respect me, man.
0: They don't let me do shit. They got me sitting here talking to you." You know what they could have <laughs> done? Like, I'm just now realizing it. Just say like, "Oh, we replaced Sagat's lost eye with a robot eye." And then you don't even have to work the fucking cyborgs into it. You could just have some Sagat going around the whole movie, lifting his eye patch and scanning folks. He would've at least been doing something.
1: Yeah. Did did they send him to go kill Cammy and somebody else? That would have made some sense. Like maybe he doesn't go kill do Cammy. anything. I know, it's terrible.
0: <laughs> and like if you have Sagat show up in the last fight. Then you could have Ryu versus Sagat, right? The show, the re showdown, right? You could have any number Ken of. Canon Guile versus Bison. Like, and, yeah,
1: think about how badass that would be. They line up these two double Hadoukans and they blast it. Just at the last second,
0: you hear, Tiger! Yep. <laughs> oh, and by, but I will say he doesn't land it, but when Guile does the Sonic boom, it's pretty sick. Oh, yeah. The, sign, yeah. the sonic boom in the last fight's pretty sick. Yeah. Um, and then, I'm not going to lie, one of my favorite parts of this movie, because I was watching the last 20 minutes of it or so when it was slow at work today, and I was like, this is not as good as I remember. <laughs> um, and <laughs> no. one of my favorite parts comes at the end when <laughs> Gile's <laughs> driving like... again, and he gets a call, and he's like, oh, shit, Chun-Li.
1: And oh, like, that's uh, that's that's great, too. They're just like... The late, they call him. The hospital calls him, and in the Japanese, it's probably the same in the American version. But they're just like, uh, "Guile, we need you to come to the hospital now." Thanks, click. Yeah, just hang up. And it's he's like,
0: like, "Oh no, you can't
1: say she's awake." It's no news, man. So just he... like they just hang up on his ass. I thought that was so funny. Like, you need to come to the hospital now. All right, cool. Bye,
0: click. <laughs> and then <clears throat> he goes to the hospital and runs into the room, and there's like a body under a sheet, and he's like, "I failed. I'm so sorry." <laughs> we took him out but i wish we could have saved you and then she pops out it's a whole imprac or a whole practical joke that's actually pretty funny it's part of the reason i like chun li's um characterization in this so much like um but like that's kind of the end right yeah
1: and then ryu they kind of show mm-hmm. he and ken like tap this like see it down the down the road somewhere mm-hmm. you know and then Ryu goes walking off, and then, kind of weirdly, out of nowhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Cold Chamber song starts playing. Big truck. <laughs> it's not Big Truck though. No. It's uh, <laughs> it's your favorite band.
0: Well, one of your favorite bands. So it it doesn't even play there. I wish it did. So like Ryu's oh, you... walking away, and all <laughs> of a sudden, an eighteen wheeler being driven by M Bison <laughs> is about to hit him, and I he just, jumps like he's going to fly.
1: This not canon, by the way. Like yeah. This...
0: <laughs> It's like the weird shit at the end of the original Nightmare on Elm Street when Freddy shows up to pick him up in the car. You remember that shit when they all get yeah. in the car at the end and the top goes up and it's the color of Freddy's sweater? Mm-hmm. And then Freddy pulls uh, Nancy's alcoholic mom through the window. <laughs> um, L- laughing and shit, Yeah, And then it fades to black, and in the fucking American version, Blind by Corn starts playing. <laughs> And it, I like, I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. I remember when you sent me
1: the clip, I remembered that too. Because when I watched it in college, we got the, the version that had like the grunge soundtrack, you know, the, <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever was popping at the time. They had that going. I think there was some silver chair in there too mm-hmm. at, at mm-hmm. some point.
0: <laughs> yep. Silver chair. Um, on the american soundtrack it's corn um, Allison chain silver chair kmfdm so stuff that was big in 1994 which by the way good on them good on the uh the american company that localized this for being on the corn train real early cuz that's the year their debut album came out yep
1: mm-hmm. yeah they had somebody cool working for them, because mm-hmm. that 94 that stuff would have been considered pretty pretty cool
0: um, and then that's kind of it. in the, by the way, in the Japanese version, there's an in credit scene that's just a trailer for the live action movie. Nice. I don't think that's on
1: the uh country roll Mm-mm. that I saw Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: um so that is Street Fighter 2 the animated movie, a movie that in mentally I held in higher regard than it probably <laughs> deserves.
1: Yeah, sometimes nostalgia is better left undisturbed now. You know?
0: during my research phase for this, I did find out something kind of interesting is that there was a street fighter 2, the animated movie game that was only released in Japan on the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn weird. It is not a fighting game. It's an FMV game where you play as one of the creepy peeper fucking cyborgs and you going around scanning folks well
1: doesn't sound fun
0: it uh, apparently was not well received although it does have original animation by the same animators that's not in the movie i think i would rather play street fighter the movie the game me too (laughs) i wish they had put that on the street fighter 30th anniversary collection I um, wish I yeah. We need to get a hold of that somehow and do an episode on that. We should. I think we can. I think we could probably make that happen in this day yeah. and age. Um, it was also inter- uh, uh, adapted as a manga um, that was released as a six shoe comic book series in the United States from nineteen ninety five to nineteen ninety six. Um, the same animation company went on to make Street Fighter Alpha. Now, this is where I don't understand. So okay, they're like, "Hey, this was successful. You guys should make another movie." So they decide to do Street Fighter Alpha, and it's completely unconnected to this movie.
1: Hmm.
0: Completely unconnected to this movie. Um, but you'd think you'd want to lean into the
1: established like make it lore, make a prequel man. to it, yeah. right?
0: Um, and the same company later made a full-ass Street Fighter 2 anime series. I don't know if you've ever seen this, Steve. I've seen a little of it called Street Fighter 2V. <laughs> no. 29 episodes. Let's see. Let's see what the Oh, thanks for the tiny postage stamp size ass head ass picture Wikipedia. <laughs> it's okay. <clears throat> um I got to see this now though. 29 yeah. episodes. I got to see it. Maybe they do some of our characters better.
1: Is it available uh in anywhere to stream? I think it might be on Netflix.
0: Hmm. Well, if you find it, let me know and then
1: also let me know if it's any good cuz <laughs> you just got limited time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryu,
0: Ken, Guile, Chun-Li, Fei Long, Sagat, Dhalsim, Vega, Balrog, Cammy, Zangief, M Bison. Those are the main characters apparently. Charlie Nash. Hmm. I got to check this out. Um, and then there has been some other street fighter animated stuff that's come out since then. None of it seems to be all that well received. Um, so I don't know, maybe one day they'll get back in the animated game with street fighter. I would love if they did.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't mind, but at the same time, as long as they keep producing a quality fighting game, I'll continue to support them.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's all I really need. I just think it would be really cool. Like uh, one of the things I don't understand is why why not do it just to s- establish like some kind of baseline lore for the series? You know? Yeah,
1: it's complicated too. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about some stuff from that era, like the Mortal Kombat fighting movie, or the you know the Mortal Kombat movie, the first one, and um, like even to an extent, something like Freddy versus Jason. You mm-hmm. know, stuff that's kind of based on f- like fantasies of of teenagers or mm. something you know really all you're trying to get is like some cool scenes where people are fighting each other and you see the see the moves it shouldn't be that hard to figure out a way to come up with a story to tie it all together
0: no you know no, and and you know if that's if you're if you're sitting down to watch this animated movie and you're like i just want to see some cool animated fights between street fighter characters with the, where they use their special moves you'll see that yeah, this is
1: actually a cool movie to have on in the background. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
0: if, if you have a party
1: over or whatever, just have it on in the background. There's cool shit happening pretty much all all the time to
0: look at. Yeah, and then about an hour in, you can be like, hey, everybody, hey, everybody. Oh. <laughs> you want to see Chun-Li's boobs? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all right, buddy. So, yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on it. It's a, a C. I give mm-hmm. it a total C right in the middle. It, it, and it like, it could have been really, really good. Like the parts that are good are awesome. There's just some weird choices and, and some pacing issues for Mm -hmm. sure.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. There's definitely some redeeming things in this. Um, it could have been better, could have been worse, you know, Mm -hmm. C's about right exactly where it should be.
0: Yep. So, uh, what do you guys think? Have you ever seen Street Fighter 2, the animated movie? If so, let us know what you think at highpotionpod at gmail.com. Follow Steve on Twitter at stonedcobra. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow the podcast at highpotionpod. Leave us a review, please. And um, come hang out with us on Twitch, where we will be probably streaming Street Fighter and <laughs> maybe even yep. being a little more entertaining than this movie twitch.tv slash Blue Hearts <laughs> really enjoyed this man this was fun yeah it was we'll have to do this again we'll we'll think of something fun and do for. Um. so thanks for listening guys we'll see you next time mm, bye bye